Welcome to the Diversity and Inclusion on Air podcast. This podcast is a program of the Association of American Veterinary Medical Colleges Diversity Matters Initiative. This podcast explores various issues related to diversity and inclusion in the veterinary profession and provides the AAVMC an opportunity to provide ongoing diversity programming to our member institutions as well as all diversity professionals. My name is Dr. Lisa Greenhill and I'm the Senior Director for Institutional Research and Diversity at the AAVMC. So in this episode of On Air, we are continuing the discussion on the importance of affinity groups. So in health professions, we see all kinds of groups, specifically um, specialty organizations around specific species, practice areas, um, all kinds of different things within veterinary medicine, especially. Historically, we haven't seen the emergence of affinity groups in veterinary medicine like we have in human health disciplines like the National uh, Medical Association, which is historically the um, kind of black doctors. Um, Often advocates for such organizations are asked, is there really a need for affinity groups based on race and ethnicity or gender or other demographics? The short answer is yes. And some of the conversations, um, the reasons why is the conversations are different. Um, They're more nuanced and they offer a different kind of much needed support for those professionals who choose to be members. Um, We hear that loud and clear. Um, We heard that loud and clear in my episode featuring the British Veterinary Ethnicity and Diversity Society. And uh, now we're bringing the conversation back stateside to this episode to talk about um, the Multicultural Veterinary Medical Association. So I am joined today by Dr. Rachel Cesar, one of the founders of that group. Hi, Rachel. Um, you are one of the very few repeat guests on DNI on air. So welcome back. Um, Rachel was on our episode in our first season um, discussing public or federal practice in the early days of the show. So um, a lot has happened since then. Tell us about yourself. What are you doing these days? All right. Great. Thanks, Lisa, for inviting me again to be on your show. Um, so Currently, I still am with the federal government. Um, I'm actually director of the Department of Agriculture for um, animals coming into the country. Um, I regulate those and um, supervise about nine employees doing that. Um, however, um, in the past few years, um, I've had a very big interest in getting involved in organized veterinary medicine. Um, and I have been the president of our Wivaldi Women's Veterinary Leadership Development Initiative, as well as I've been on the House of Delegates um, for the ABMA. Um, and since being involved with um, organized veterinary medicine, I've realized that um, there is a, a need for another type of association, um, such as a multicultural veterinary medical association. So that's why um, I'm one of the founding members to get that moving and hopefully in progression in 2019, 2019. Awesome. So uh, what is the Multicultural Veterinary Medical Association? Okay, so that association basically, um, it started out as a Facebook group. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much how it's been forming right now. Um, we started, I think, in 2014. Okay. Um, and it was basically started just to make sure that there's an area that could focus on um, other different cultures um, that are involved, that are in veterinary medicine, um, especially those that are underrepresented, and then also they can network and work together. 
on um, on different issues that they may see um, because there is such an underrepresentation of um, different cultures in sure. veterinary medicine. Um, and also, um, a lot of our founding members, there's such as five of us right now, but um, I know that there's three of us, three of them that are previous presidents of Voice that married students one in culture and ethnicity. Um, And so that group was specifically focusing on ethnicity and cultures, but just in veterinary school. Um, So once they graduated and they realized that, you know, like, well, you know, I still need that networking, that connection, that able to discuss any issues, um, to talk about cultural competency and um, help with the disparities of um, ethnic backgrounds. Um, it'd be great to have a professional group in that manner. Mm-hmm. So that's where they had realized, you know, to try to help form this association. Sure, sure. So, so what's the mission? So the mission is um, basically we're making sure that one have a network of um, availability for, like I said, um, different cultures, different ethnicities, um, to be able to. To, to work with each other and then also to to discuss openly about um, different cultural competencies and also to help with um, making sure that we can we can look at the veterinary helping the veterinary profession um, become more like our society sure. look like our society um, and um, that's one of our big things is to try to help with getting underrepresented um, cultures into the profession. Um, that's one of the big areas. And also too, um, one of the things we want to be looking at is trying to help in the in underserved communities. Oh, okay. Um, because there's a lot of different, um, those communities that, um, don't understand the needs for veterinary medicine for their animals. And so, um, we feel like, you know, if there is going to be, um, different ethnicities and cultures that are going to be in our profession, then they could be able to go out there and speak to them Mm -hmm. and teach them as well about, about veterinary medicine and the needs for that for their animals. Sure. I mean, I think it's really important for folks to, to understand and appreciate that there really is a need for affinity groups um, based on different demographics. I mean, I think that what's interesting and having worked in other, um, other health professions was interesting in veterinary medicine is that not only do I see kind of groups along practice areas, but I see groups, I mean, like kind of, you know, like internal medicine practice area, but, but then there's also kind of species specific groups. And, and it seems very easy for folks to say, well, of course, all of the poultry people want to get together and talk about poultry, <laughs> right? I mean, or all the equine people want to get together and talk about horses because, you know, maybe AVMA doesn't have enough time or space or whatever. Of course, they're concerned about horses and poultry and stuff too, but that can't be the only thing that they talk about. It doesn't absolve the big organizations from talking about those things, but, you know, there's a, there needs to be a space. And I think that what is important for folks to understand is that um, different demographic groups also kind of need that space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really important. Um, just because, I mean, I've I've been a one of very few, um, if only the only one, um, like at the equine group mm-hmm. and speaking, and um, and it, it kind of you know it's kind of you know feels a worrisome a worry of being that only one, and I'm like, and so it's it's to have someone else that can understand that and that you could talk with about that and and. Um, and just to have a better comfort zone about certain issues. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, it's really important. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it's not just a, a professional issue, but it's, it is a wellness issue and that I don't think that, that, you know, okay, so yeah, you're at the equine meeting and maybe you go to a different meeting and then nobody's talking about horses and it's kind of lonely, right? <laughs> right. And so, yes, you can be at AVMA and, or AVMC and you can certainly be talking about diversity, but there's not going to always be a, an opportunity to kind of immerse yourself in that topic, right? And so having an organization that allows you to kind of really think about what does it mean? What does diversity mean? Um, how do you meet these different needs? How do you promote wellness? Because I think that um, folks forget that being isolated is mm-hmm. not good for your emotional well-being. (laughs) You know, it's not good for your emotional well-being. And so these groups really provide um, uh, that network of support that I think a lot of folks need. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, according to the Census Bureau, the profession is still about 92 to 93% white. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it is. And and that's the thing too, is like, and if you see our whole society and how multicultural it is um, and uh, even becoming more bilingual as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, a lot of people will just um, don't have the bilingual background right. and, and that's not available. And that's where we do need to be recruiting and looking at individuals um, that could help with, you know, the needs that we we need to, to be able to meet this profession to get to like our bilingual community as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's really important to try to diversify as much as possible our sure. profession. Yeah. So who's leading this charge? Who are you working with um, to kind of build this association? Okay. So the individuals right now that I'm working with um, is Kara Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually graduated from Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin. Um, and um, she's currently now working with USDA in the Food Safety and Inspection Services Program as a public health veterinarian. Um, Tina Tran, um, who actually graduated from Illinois. Okay. Um, and she's actually starting her own practice of house calls um, in the cool. Arizona area. Ooh. Yep. And then um, and Marie um, Quexel. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually graduated from, oh my gosh, I have this right, um, Ohio State. Okay. Um, and she, um, is in the Northwest area as well. Um, I believe, um, either California or Oregon area, um, or Washington. <laughs> and, um, also Lexi, uh, Alexandra, um, Alexandra, um, something. <laughs> Sorry, um, it's Alexander Levy. Um, yes, uh, Alexander J. Okay, I can't get her name right. Sorry, Alexandra J. Um, she actually graduated from North Carolina State. Um, and she is working for um, in Fredericks, um, Fredericksburg, Maryland. Is it Fredericks, Maryland? Frederick, Maryland. Yeah. Frederick, Maryland. Yeah. For the, an army research center. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so we, there's a variety wow. of our different careers. Yeah. Too, yeah. Um, which I'm always very, um, excited cool. to have around and that, because I think that's one of the big things too. I like to always promote is our veterinary profession and the diversity of all the careers, right. um, that we can, um, accomplish with our, with our, um, going that pathway. Yeah. Medicine, so. so you, you've got, 
a, a number of different schools represented. You've got different kinds of practice areas represented. That's that's really sounds like a really cool power bunch there. Yeah, and and one of the things too that we want to make sure to have is that for this um, this association, we want to make sure that anyone that is interested or have um, don't want to be involved in veterinary medicine or animal science to mm-hmm. get involved in this association. Okay. So technicians, um, receptionists, assistants, anyone that's like, hey, I, I really want to be a part of this and help promote um, the veterinary medicine profession and trying to get it out there in different cultures and different ethnicities and, and also help with um, serving the underrepresented communities. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so, so yeah, no, that's where we want to make sure that it's really all for one in, in this um, because yes. because that's where we notice, you know, there's some associations that's just really focused on just veterinarians, but we right. want to have veterinary technicians and nurses and so forth. Right, the whole profession. Yes. Uh, free vets? Can they come yeah. and hang out too? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, one of the big things that we want to try to do soon, um, because we are working right now on our bylaws um, to become a, a fully functional nonprofit, um, is that we want to start a mentoring program um, because we noticed that a lot of, you know, individuals like to have someone right now to talk to sure. about um, getting to veterinary school or while they're in veterinary school. Um, that could, you know, be their cultural background or be in their interest um, of what they want to learn in school or outside of um after school. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, so we're going to be looking at, I know there's a way, or I think on our Facebook, Facebook group is a way to probably start a mentoring program. So we're going to be trying to start that pretty soon. Awesome. Awesome. So you said the whole profession. So, you know, one of the big questions um, for folks who, again, tend to be a little bit skeptical about affinity groups. All right. I'm going to be blunt. You all know I'm blunt on the show. So here we go. Can white people join? Can white people join? Yes. Yeah, of course. (laughs) See? Yeah, no, that's funny. It's um, because one of my um, friends um, on Facebook, because what yeah. I do for the Facebook group is that I try to get all of my friends um, to join sure. the multicultural group. And um, he asked actually my husband and said, Hey, you know, why did Rachel like, invite me to join this multicultural group? I'm white. Like, right. <laughs> They were like, well, because you like seem you're very promoted. Right. And very you're helpful. an ally. Yeah. yeah. So right. I was like, you're cool. And I'm like, and, and it's not that you aren't cool, but it's just that, you know, he's really comfortable and, and that's the thing. And he's very supportive. Yeah. And I'm like, and I think that's the thing is like, just like with the LGBT groups, yeah. um, there's allies, you know, right. you don't have to be LGBT, but you know, you're supportive of that. Right. Um, and then I think that's the thing too, is just knowing that, um, knowing who you are and then, and, and who you want to help and support, I think that's always what matters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think that that every kind of movement in history is, um, you know, a key to success is allyship, right? You need allies, and so um, I think that what I tell people about affinity groups, and again, is that we know that groups like AAVMC and groups like ABMA will be supportive, we'll have programming, we'll have conversations. Um, but, but we also recognize that we have um, a broader mission. We also have a million different topics <laughs> that we're covering, right? Um, and to have a, um, um, organizations like um, Voice or Broad Spectrum or uh, Multicultural Veterinary Medical Association to kind of 
be able to take some of these issues, drill down and make that your sole focus helps helps all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so come on over, join that Facebook group. Where can they find a Facebook group? Like, what is it? Yeah, it's it's the Multicultural Veterinary Medical Association, um, just MCVMA. Um, we also are creating or have created a website um, and that's mcbma.org. Um, just our Instagram and a Twitter oh, wow. um, account and we have a LinkedIn too. So we're really trying to like push as much as we can in social media um, to get the word out. Um, I know one big thing that we just got asked to do is um, in the Bronx area, the mayor that's there, they're trying to help with um, the underserved area mm. to have the students look at um, animal science and veterinary medicine and work with oh. the shelters there too. Um, so, but they want to also have have veterinarians or veterinary technicians come out and talk about their careers to them. Absolutely. So then they can, because that's what's always really important is that like a lot of people say like, well, I don't want to consider that profession because I don't see anyone else that looks like right. me in there um and so and that's where it's like when you get to talk to someone that looks like you and you're like wow you know maybe i could do it too right or they know about what you dealt with or the challenges you had um then they're okay with like you know considering it as well and you know and that's the main thing is like you know we're wanting to try to look better look like our society um because that's that's what's necessary and that would actually in the end um help our profession grow, um, help our economy boost, um, because then that's trying to get, you know, more people to be, um, wanting veterinary medicine for veterinary care for their animals. Um, because that's, that's always a concern is like, you know, why is this person calling me or what what do they want from me? And that's where you just got to want to make sure that, you know, everyone's going to be comfortable talking with other folks. Yeah. So, so looking at their, um, the MCVMA's, uh, Facebook page, they have this great, um, lots of great information there. Um, I just want to kind of take a minute to read their vision statement because I love vision statements and I love mission statements and both of them are perfectly short, almost like memorizable. You can just like, just memorize them and, go forth and do amazing things. So the Multicultural Veterinary Medical Association's vision is to foster a community of veterinary professionals from a diverse background, from diverse backgrounds and cultures to create a network for its members to provide support for each other within the profession and to harness the collective knowledge of its members to address both its members' needs and the needs of a multicultural society. So that's the vision statement. Awesome. And the mission is the mission of the the Multicultural Veterinary Medical Association is to promote diversity and cultural competency within the veterinary profession so as to better serve diverse and multicultural society. Sweet, short, to the point. Definitely check out um, their Facebook page. So um, what kinds of things, I know that you said that you all are in this um, kind of organizational period. You definitely have um, a Facebook presence. Um, What do you see happening in 2019 for the group? Well, I think in 2019, what we're going to be trying to do a lot of is um, trying to promote the association. And when we go out to different meetings and so forth, like um, one of them, uh, Marie Quixel, um, she um, got nominated um, the scholarship for the Veterinary Leadership Conference okay. at ABMA. So she's going to be going to that. I'm going to be networking with individuals and talking about the association um, and also getting um, some continued education on veterinary leadership. Great. While she's there. So, so that's a wonderful thing. And then um, with, there's a voice retreat 
National Voice Retreat. Absolutely. Um, and I believe Kira is going to be going to that um, in Wisconsin, I believe. Yes. Yep. So, um, so she's going to be doing that. And then um, I'm hoping to come to the AABMC, um, Iverson Bell Symposium yeah. and network there as well as, you know, try to talk to individuals about, you know, the association and what we're trying to do. And, and to also try to get from the different um, faculty that'll be there and the deans um, about what their thoughts would be about um, the needs and concerns about, you know, trying to enhance our, our diversity in the profession. And, um, and then we're planning on being also at the AVMA convention. Um, hopefully we got, we submitted some um, sessions and okay. hopefully we get it, get those around or some hot topics and then help with any other diverse initiatives that they're going to be having at the convention. Awesome. So, so a couple of those um, dates, um, Rachel mentioned um, the voice retreat. Um, so they will have their national retreat at University of Wisconsin at Madison, January 18th and 20th. It's called Culture Shock. Ooh. Um, you can find them, um, of course, on Facebook at um, under groups, under Vet Voice. Um, and then the AAVMC meeting, of course, will be in um, D.C. in March. March, March, you would think I would know the days. <laughs> Those dates will be March 6th through 10th um, here in Washington, D.C. So um, where can folks learn more about uh, MCVMA? Um, so really the best area is the Facebook group. Um, that we have. And then also, like I said, we're going to be creating more of our website um, and and putting information on there. Um, And basically also to showing the different resources that are available for diversity training, um, cultural sensitivity training, um, different types of um, resources for like for pre-veterinary students, for summer camps, or, um, or high school students for summer camps, or different things of that nature. So, so basically, I mean, what, that's where we're going to be hoping the website can be is more of a whole national resource for all the different um, availability of uh, activities. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. Oh, I was going to say. No, go ahead. Oh, and then um, we also are, like I said, we're, we're on Instagram and um, LinkedIn. Um, and as well as um, Twitter. Um, but we do also have an email account if anyone is interested in contacting us directly to, okay. to learn more or to see about being more involved and helping us form more. Um, that would be great. If anyone would like to be um, included and be one of the founding board members as well, um, we're always looking at other individuals that would like to volunteer and support great. this um, mission. As so well. what's that email address? Um, it is, um, let me see again, I have it right here. It's multiculturalvma at gmail.com. All right. Multiculturalvma at gmail.com. Um, definitely check out their Facebook page. They have all kinds of great links to programs, um, at AAVMC member institutions. Certainly there are also job postings. I just, um, um, referred an institution recently, um, to the page because they were really interested in trying to find, um, um, alternative ways of, of tapping into more a more diverse talent pool. So the so I said, well, you know, you need to go on over to this page and check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then also too, we, we're hoping that you know, um, you know, there will be individuals or there will be 
groups or associations that would like to collaborate with us. Um, we would like to see help um, scholarships, you know, with pre-veterinary students um, to try to get into, you know, and try to help diverse the, sure. the pool um, for um, the veterinary profession. So, so that's where we really like to see if we do get any funding to try to help towards those scholarships for them. Awesome. Yeah, um, there's certainly great opportunities for collaboration. There's also, um, of course, um, BVEDS, um, which was on the show recently, the British uh, Veterinary Ethnicity and Diversity Society out in the UK. There's also um, the Native American Veterinary Medical Association, which I see a lot of cross-posting um, between groups um, on Facebook. So also check them out as well. Um, so yeah, this is really, really exciting. So if you are interested and um, uh, finding a group whose sole mission is really devoted to um, promoting diversity, expanding diversity in veterinary medicine, um, um, looking at issues around access to, to care in, um, in marginalized communities and um, really kind of just broadening um, the windows of the profession, definitely check out the Multicultural Veterinary Medical Association. So thank you. No problem. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for another great show. Um, and again, one of very, very few people that has been on the show twice because we have so many amazing topics. Um, we'll have to have you back on the show to talk about what you're doing professionally now because I'm always um, intrigued. Um, Rachel and I are really good friends and every now and again, we are like, at dinner or, you know, out and about and she's getting a call from an airport for some <laughs> random animal that is like smuggled into them. <laughs> it's always really, really cool. <laughs> and again, those are not, it's not a, a job. I mean, it's an important job, but it's a job that I don't think a lot of people think about. No, not at all. Right? Uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, so very cool stuff. So this is um, another great episode of AAVMC's Diversity and Inclusion on Air. Um, please be sure to check out our Facebook page um, online, Diversity and Inclusion on Air. Um, you can certainly find the show on YouTube. You can find our episodes um, on our SoundCloud channel, but you can also check us out on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us now on Spotify. And if you are are um, one of those Amazon people who like Alexa, you can actually just say, hey, Alexa, play diversity, AVMC's diversity and inclusion on air. I just found that out. How cool is that? <laughs> so um, that's it for another episode. We will see you next time. Thank you so much again, Dr. Cesar. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you. 